From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or give us or send us a text on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about what to do when you hear these words, you need to fix our marriage. There's a quote from Amy Miller that says, marriage is like home maintenance. When the smoke detector starts beeping, you fix it. You don't buy a new house. That's right. And we're going to be talking about that as it relates to, you know, statements like you need to fix our marriage. But first we start each show with a hug. And for those of you, first of all, that are brand new to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, welcome we're super excited to have you here, yes. whether you did a search on iTunes or, or a friend said, hey, you need to listen to this. We're thrilled that you're joining us. And or you found us on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to us. Thank you for being part of the One Family. We're truly honored and blessed. And you may not know, but a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the One Family whose marriage has had breakthrough and, and they're sharing their story with all of us. And this week's hug is sponsored by Rothy's. And we're going to be sharing more about these super fun shoes a little bit later in the show. This hug, though, comes from an email that we received from a husband who said the first 10 years of our marriage were filled with challenges and hurt. By the end of our first decade together, we'd experienced more hurt and disappointment than most, including pornography, substance abuse, physical and verbal abuse, personal bankruptcy, a move across country, job loss, and to top it all off, marital infidelity. In spite of our hardship, we knew deep down of our love for one another. We had committed to our lives, to one another, to God, and to our boys. We simply refused to quit. We knew we wanted to leave a different legacy, and we knew deep down that God wanted so much more for our lives and our marriage. It was at this time that I realized if things were ever going to work out, it was up to me as the husband to take the lead in the process of healing, restoring, and rebuilding mm. the years of broken trust and deep wounds. Enter One Extraordinary Marriage in 2011. Mm -hmm. So just so you guys know, yeah. little aside, One Extraordinary Marriage started, the show started in January of 2010. So this mm. is a listener that's been with us almost since the beginning. Yeah. It was at this time I started listening to your podcast and for the first time hearing about real people with real struggles. It may have been one of the first times in my life that I started hearing the voice of hope mm. You're hearing about your struggles and the stories from other listeners. And I began having the belief that if I was willing to put in the hard work that I might someday have the marriage we, re we desired, mm. we've spent the last eight years rebuilding our marriage, restoring trust and working diligently to repair the wounds we've both caused. I've listened to almost every episode and can say with confidence that because of your podcast and the encouragement and hope it has provided over these years, my wife and I are now so much closer to having the marriage we desire. We still have work to do, but we're learning daily to learn how to love one another well. Your podcast has been instrumental in helping me become the man, husband, and father that I've always wanted to be. I have a strong conviction that one day my wife and I may actually be doing similar work to what you do or mm. partnering with other marriage ministries around the country, sharing our story and providing the hope and encouragement we so desperately needed during the most difficult seasons of our marriage. Mm. Yeah, that's... Um what you guys don't know is that Tony doesn't ever know what the hug's going to be before we start the show. It's yeah. always, it's kind of like I always get to see him first. Yeah. And I know I say it often. Um, I wish you guys could see us right now. I wish and, you could see gonna, Tony. And we're going to be working on that. We're working, we're on, that working part. on that Yeah, um, this one just hit me. I know this guy personally. He's uh, He and his wife are Summit Partners in our position of the month club. Uh, we, we got to meet him at the last one conference. And um, 
so I know them. And to hear this, even after he has told me it, um, it just makes me proud. It makes me proud. Not, not of Elisa and I, but of what you guys do, of what you guys are willing to do in your marriage, like stepping out mm. and going, you know what? This isn't it. We're going to fight. We know we haven't had the best road that we've been on, and yet where we're going isn't where we were. And so that's what makes me proud and truly honored to get behind these microphones mm -hmm. and share. Well, you know, so the last thing I want to say to that, get to our next one conference. It's set for this fall in Kenosha, Wisconsin at Journey Church. And we'd love to see you there. So just go to oneliveevents.com and learn all about it. Get there. We got premium reserve general seating. We want to see you. We want to hug you. We want to love on you guys there. So get there. And, you know, it's so interesting because here's another little kind of like behind the scenes with Tony and Lisa and, and preparing these shows. Often I'll look and choose a hug before I choose what the show is going to be about. And so it's just kind of like, okay, well, you know, which one am I going to pick? And so I didn't even realize because I literally just put the hug in the show notes, not even realizing the connection that it was going to have with this idea of you need to fix our marriage. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm sitting here, I'm reading this, you know, sharing this with all of you and realizing this is exactly what we're talking about today. Because over the last few weeks, I've had numerous coaching sessions where either a husband or a wife has, you know, started with the fact that their spouse said to them, you need to fix our marriage. Mm -hmm. you need to go do something. And, and they're here in coaching because they're like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what that step is. I've been trying on my own. I, I don't know how to fix what's broken. And, and so I asked you guys, I'm like, well, how many of you have actually, you know, how many of you have said this to your spouse? 51% of the one family on Instagram on stories has said that they've said that to their spouse, you need to fix our marriage. And, you know, as we were having a conversation amongst the team, some people were like, wow, that's, that seems really high. And I'm like, I actually thought it was going to be a lot higher because it, 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 I've said it to Tony and he said it to me, like, you need to, you need to do something. Right. And it's, it's this phrase that, you know, comes as a result of so much frustration or, you know, somebody has been trying to do something and they're not seeing results or it's, it, there's this resistance or it's being ignored. And I will tell you, this may actually be a show that you're going to share with your spouse. Mm -hmm. we, yeah. we don't often do a show where I'm like, yeah, this might be the one. And yet we have so many couples who do come to us and say, I'm having these issues. We're, we're, we're in a place where we, we need to take a step forward. What show should I send to my spouse? This is going to be that show. This is going to be one of them. Yeah. And if you're a spouse that your husband or wife said, I need you to listen to this, then I'm going to ask you to do us one favor. Hang in to the end of the show. Just listen. Don't, don't put up your defensive walls. Don't, don't become so offended that your spouse would share this with you. Just listen because you might actually hear what they've been trying to tell you and it'll sound different because it's coming from us and it's not coming from your husband or wife. So just hang in there with us. It's going to be 30 minutes of your day. You've got 30 minutes for your marriage and you've got 30 minutes to take a step in the direction that the two of you want to go. Because this statement, this statement, you can't ignore it when it shows up in your marriage. Because when your spouse gets to the point where this statement is coming out, they're feeling any one of a myriad of feelings. They might be feeling defeated. Mm-hmm hopeless, resentful, angry, sad, or lonely, 
Right. All of these things are swirling and they're, they're sitting there literally, you know, some of them are pulling their hair out or banging their head on a wall saying, how can I get through to this person that I said, I love you and I want to spend the rest of my, why can't I break through and, and point out what's not working? Mm-hmm. Not that you're necessarily broken or that, that we have to be fixed, but there's something, there's a dynamic that's not working in your marriage. And I think that's the key word. There's a dynamic there. There was once this connection we had, it, we, 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 we had those, those googly eyes for each other. And, and last week we talked about, you know, making those kisses matter, you know, let your kisses mean it. And we talked about what that was like when you first met to where you may be now and how it was passionate and exciting and electrifying to, it's a peck on the cheek. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a quick hello, goodbye. And, and now that's what you're feeling. The dynamic of what you once had which was electrifying, amazing, butterflies is now withered away. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk around some strategies, but I want to share with you what are the top areas mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go that, there. that when you say this, you know, when, when your spouse is saying this to you, here are the top areas that may be at play in your marriage right? Number one is communication. And this could be anything from how you talk to me, when we talk, if we talk, what we're talking about, tone of voice, all, all of it falls into under that communication umbrella. Which I like to call emotional intimacy. I know it's communication, but here at One, we've shared many, many times. And from the beginning, it's an emotional intimacy. It's that connection that our emotions connect. And I, I believe sometimes communication is where we only see it as talking. Mm. Like the only way we can communicate is through verbal communication. And yet there's a lot of communication that happens. And we've done shows on this about our body language, mm-hmm. our gestures, things that we don't ever even say communicate a lot. And so in, in doing that, I mean, a way that I just want to say even a communication for us in, in when we're driving, a way that I know that Elisa's communicating that she is romantic me or is she's just letting me know that she's there and that she loves me is that she'll put her hand on my forearm while we're just driving. There's no talking going on, and yet there's that little sense of, ah, okay. Well, and that's another one. There's this need for affection and attention and making each other in the marriage a priority. These are all things that, that your peers are talking about and, and dynamics that they want to see shifted. There's, there's a need to see a shift around intimacy and or sex. You all define mm-hmm. that, what that looks like for you, but that could be your sex life, your sexual desire, your sexual frequency. What does no. the physical intimacy look like in your marriage? And another one that came up are parenting styles. Okay. Right. A lot of different parenting. And this list guys, this list is not exhaustive. You actually need to ask your spouse, is there a dynamic in our marriage that's not working? That, that's not as efficient as it could be. That's not as effective as it could be. Because this list right here, and you know, the, like I said, there were probably, I don't know, 30 different answers. These were just the top kind of vote getters. But this list is like a glimpse into the 20 years of, plus years of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We've had, we've had to look at each one of these over the years. Well, and for us, I mean, I just think back to, you know, so in the early years, especially so many, you need to fix this conversations around my lack of interest in sex or my lack of desire, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, why? Like, like figure this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably, I, like that came to mind. You probably even told me that at one point in time. You need to fix this? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I have. And I think even at times, even today, mm-hmm. I can still get into that frustrated little spot where it's just sort of like, Elisa. Elisa, what, initiate, 
show do your, something. Show show your desire. I know it's in there. I know you have it in you. It, please express it. Don't mm-hmm. just think it. And, and you know, for me, I remember very vividly after our son Andrew, um, we lost him at 18 weeks, and Tony in his protection of me in that season had really just taken the brunt of everybody's input Mm -hmm. on what we should be doing and how we should be handling that pregnancy and whatnot. And so after Andrew died, Tony went into this place of just extreme anger and he couldn't direct it at me because I had already withdrawn and was in a place of depression. And so he directed it at our two-year-old. And I remember even in the haze of depression and whatnot, getting up in his face and being like, you need to fix this anger problem because I will not let you like terrorize us like this. Yeah. Right. And, and so there have been some very distinct flashpoints in our marriage where, you know, some have been isolated and just like a touch point and some have been, you know, things that we constantly are working on because we are a work in progress. And so are you. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I did go get help mm-hmm. for that. I, I realized it was beyond me or Lisa to fix it. I had to seek out help and understand where the anger was coming from, what the root of it was. And I needed to dig up that root. And then I needed to protect myself and my family from that. Mm -hmm. And how was I going to do that? So uh, if you are in that place that you're, you're in constant anger, uh, there's this turmoil, believe me, you can be set free. You just need possibly somebody to speak into your life, be it a counselor, a therapist, a coach to help you get release and, and, and get rid of that root anger that that's in there. And it could be from something like mine was from that loss of Andrew for you. It could be something that happened many years ago before you even met your spouse. And it just rears its, it just rears its ugly head at times because something that may happen in your own life or that you see your spouse do, or you see that what your kids are doing. And so you don't have to live under that torment. And I will tell you that you can be set free. And you know, as we're talking about this, I know it's hard to be the one to say those words, right? I know it's hard to, to get to that point where you're like, I just, I need you to hear me. You need to fix this. It's also hard to receive them because let's face it, you hear something like that. And for most of us, our instant reaction is, well, what about you? Mm-hmm. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Like, let's just turn this back around. What do you do? Like, why do I need to be the one to do this? I don't, maybe I don't even think there's anything wrong with us. Maybe this is your problem. And, and the truth is, is that from the beginning of our vows, right? We're in this place of becoming closer together. We're in this place of becoming one. So if there is an issue in the marriage, right? It's not about the pointing the finger at the other person and, and deflecting it off of you. It's about taking, okay, hold on a second. If my spouse is saying something to me, then I need to actually take a look at what action I need to take right there. You can send those questions back to your spouse. You can say, well, what about you? Or why do I need to be the one to fix this? But chances are your spouse has been trying to do something to fix the situation for a long time. And they haven't been seeing any forward progress, Mm -hmm. right? By the time I told Tony that he had to get action, he had to do something for his anger. We had had many, many fights. I had watched him yell at a two-year-old who at that point in time hadn't done anything but just happened to be the child in our home. Mm-hmm. Typical two-year-old. I mean, it wasn't like the kid was always a saint, but he had done nothing but be two, mm-hmm. right? And I got to tell you guys, if your spouse is uttering these words to you, there's something that needs to be addressed in your marriage. People don't go into this posture saying, you need to fix this because you know they just got nothing better to say that day. 
It comes from a place of not knowing what else to say. It comes from a place of wanting you to engage. And I get it. You may see them as being a nag. You're like, why are you always bringing this up? Why do you like, oh my gosh, can't we like get off my back already? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about nagging before. It's episode 372, Stop the Nagging. And the truth is, and we said it then and I'll say it now, your spouse is not nagging you. They're trying to tell you something and they're being persistent about it because they care about you and they care about the marriage. And you don't ever want them to stop nagging, what you call nagging, because when they do, that's when they've stopped caring. Right? If they're telling you, you need to fix this, you may want to say, there's nothing wrong with us. Like we can just figure this out on our own. But I've got to ask you to take a minute and just take a deep breath and remember that on your wedding day, you said that I am going to be the person who is going to do life with you. I'm going to be the person that wants to work at this. I'm going to be that person. And so you've got to be that person. And I think the big thing is last year, our hashtag is what can I do? And this is one of those moments. You, you got to sort of stand up and go, what can I do mm-hmm. in this moment? Right? I mean, it's sort of like the combining of the two, right? What can I do in, in the moment? Because a lot of times we, we, we just let it go. We, we, we go, oh, I'll get it later. I'll take care of it when, when something comes up or when, when it really is bothersome or when I have more time or this or that or whatever. And guess what? We get the emails. I thought I had so much time. I thought I had so much time. I, I she, my wife was telling me this. My, my husband said this, um, whatever, back and forth. I just got served divorce papers. My spouse asked to get separated. My, my spouse told me to get out of the house, my, what, whatever it may be. So it may be right now you're sitting there going, well, I don't know. Well, figure out what can you do? What's one thing? And then get in the moment and find what you got to go do and go do it. Don't waste the time. We always think we have enough time. Oh, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. And guess what? You may not have that time. And, and, and it's, not to, it's not to be morbid or anything, but heck, your spouse could probably possibly die tomorrow. You don't know. We don't know how much breath we have on this earth. And yet we tend to go, oh, I have enough. Oh, I have enough. Don't wait. Don't wait. If, if you hear your spouse going, you need to fix our marriage, you got to start looking in and going, what's going on, man? I, am I having too many glasses of wine every night? Am I, I, I just sat down with a group of guys and one of the guys, um, he just said, we, we just got into like, what would have been our big breakthroughs this year? And he just said, you know what? I got to say, over the last year, I have not sip, had a sip of alcohol. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, dude. He goes, no, it, it was becoming an issue. My wife said it to me because I'd come home from work and I'd have a beer. And then I'd sit down for dinner and I'd have a glass of wine. And then I'd put my kids to bed and then I'd have a little cognac. And he was like, every night. Hmm. And finally, he started realizing, like, I'm wasting my life. Like, my wife wants to connect with me. And instead, I'm, I'm self-medicating some things. Mm-hmm. And so he had to get real with himself. Wow. And I love that because there was a spouse that was willing to listen, right? And, and so many of you, I get it. You're like, I don't know. I don't know what needs. I don't know how to fix what needs to be fixed. I don't, maybe it just sounds like noise to you. And you're like, how do I break the cycle of just the noise that keeps coming at me? And, you know, 
what if I like, how do I do this by myself? And I want to, I want to share another question that I asked with the one family, because I think this is important. And 99%, 99% of you said that if your spouse started to take action, you would come alongside of them. So see, fixing your marriage isn't just about like, you got to go fix everything yourself. But when you start to take action, we're going to talk about this in just a minute. When you start to take action, your spouse will come alongside of you. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be the one to take the first step because you aren't going to be taking all the steps by yourself. And as we get into those action steps, I just want to thank this week's sponsor, Rothy's. And honestly, Rothy's has quickly grown to a most love, gotta have them brand. And it's no surprise that they have over a thousand nearly perfect reviews. And they have so many fun, different silhouettes. My black honeycomb points, I'm actually wearing them right now. They're perfect to wear with like a little black dress or to hang out with my friends just in like jeans and a sweater. The shoes are super comfy and they're ready to wear the minute you take them out of the box. There's no break-in period. And I, I've often said that mine actually feel like a glove on my feet. And it's just absolutely crazy to think that they're made out of recycled water bottles and you can toss them in the washer. So you get a fresh pair of shoes and no more stinky shoes on the shoe rack. So check out all the amazing styles that are available right now at rothys.com slash one. I've actually got my eye on the red camo and the red zebra little red thing I've got going on there. So go to rothys.com slash one to get your new favorite flats comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. So head to rothys.com slash one today. So what do you do? You've been hearing this in many different ways, shapes, and forms. And if your spouse, I just want to address actually some of the, the key ones that we talked about, but if your spouse has been telling you that your communication needs to be fixed, some of what they're looking for is for you to start sharing your feelings with them. I can't tell you how many spouses will tell me on a coaching call when they tell me what's going on with their feelings. I feel so close to them. I feel like we've got breakthrough, but when they wall themselves off, I don't know what to do with that. Your spouse wants you to be honest with them. The lies, the lies are always going to come out. I don't care how skillful you think you are. I've been saying it for years. It's the same prayer that I pray over my kids. If they ever do anything wrong or right, I want to know about it. And you know, spouses have that same prayer. Be mindful of the words that you use. We've talked about this. I mean, episode 338 is beautiful wife. Oh, yeah. And I bring it up a lot because that's the power of a positive word. Vice versa, you can have the power of the negative words. You can be telling your spouse that they're lazy or, you know, they're awful in bed or that they just don't care about anything else. And I'll tell you, you'll get a spouse that will be that person. Be mindful of the words that you are speaking out loud and speaking into your head Mm -hmm. because they all have power and they will come out in your actions. And I will say, hey, even though Elisa and I have seen the power of that, do not go thinking that that's the only thing that's going on in our mind all the time. We have to be intentional about taking captive of our thoughts when they start going awry and astray. And believe me, we live in the real world and that does happen. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does happen. And it can happen from you know, day to day, week to week, hour to hour. It just depends on where we are, what's happening in our lives, what's going on. So do understand that we do not live a perfect life and, and can say that all the time. We can say some things and realize like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. And that's where 
the, the, the true sorry comes of saying, I'm sorry, I spoke that word over you or said that to you, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So just understand that we don't live in la la land here. Absolutely not. And to that, it's being able to have those conversations about the tough topics. It's being able to express both appreciation and, and, and express the value in your marriage. It's not just pointing out the flaws or, or the failures of your spouse, but telling them what you love about them. You know, these are all things that get wrapped up in that emotional intimacy, but it's not just the emotional intimacy that some of you are being faced with in your marriage. For some of you, it's your sexual intimacy. And when your spouse is bringing this up, some of the things that they might be looking for are for you to express your desire, for you to stop looking at porn. Mm-hmm. I, I, in this last week, I would say probably 80% of my coaching calls have had pornography as a factor. And I don't care what popular media says, it's having a negative impact on your marriage. It's making your spouse feel less, less than it's changing how you look at your spouse. So if your spouse is bringing up the porn thing, it's time to get a handle on that, right? Some of you, when it comes to your sexual intimacy, your spouse just wants you to initiate. They just want you to like, Hey, let me know that not only do you want me, but that you want to do this thing called sex with me. Yes. Right. It, it, it's, it's crazy. Because, you know, sex is supposed to be this like vital, vibrant part of marriage. And yet we know from so many of the emails that we get that it's like not happening or only one person's initiating. Equip yourself, learn ways to initiate. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, go pick up our top 10 ways to initiate. You can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash initiate and just get some ideas. Yeah, because you're going to learn what what it's going to be like. If that's an area, you guys really need to begin to dissect it and open it up and talk about it. One of one of our summit partners in position of the month club, love this guy, love him and his wife. They've been married for 19 years, have not never grew up in a home that talked about sex it, for the last 19 years or 18 odd years of their marriage, other than finding one about the beginning of this year, never really talked about sex in their marriage. And now it's just opening up. He's willing to go there. He's willing to start talking about what is that physical touch that works for him, for her, you know, expressing desire to her. And I mean, it is amazing to see this couple and how they're blossoming and his willingness to get real about it within our Facebook group. Because as a summit partner, we have that closed group where we just get real with each other and, and, and encourage one another and, and say, Hey, it's all right, man. Like, Go for it. You, you've been you've been wondering where this all has been for the last 19 years of your marriage, and here it is. Mm-hmm. So we're here to to share and encourage and hear their breakthrough. Absolutely, and you know the, the other two areas that we talked about is you know your spouse may be talking to you about prioritizing the marriage, and it could be as simple, guys. I mean, like we do simple here at One Extreme. Could be as simple as just putting your phone down, mm-hmm. right? Spending less time with your friends going on dates and not just like dinner and a movie, but actually planning an experience together. Who was that recently that I talked to? Yes. I was just talking to a couple recently and it was interesting. They also run a business together, high, high performers. And so they, they run their business. And so they do a lot of things together. They'll eat breakfast together. They'll do, you know, coffee together. And for him, he's like, well, that's a date time. You know, we're together. 
And for her, she's like, Absolutely no, not. no, like I need to be romance. I need to be desired. And so sharing with him of, you know, hey man, be intentional about it and, and, and let each other know because they, they're in business together that this is date time. This is us time. We're, we're not going to let business seep in. Or if it does, we're going to, Hey, got it. Let's just, let's just pin that. Right. Let's just pin it. And, and we'll pick that up tomorrow. Maybe when, when we're in the office, but it was just interesting to hear those two, you know, what does date night look like? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and just giving that, just that, those little, those little things, those little tweaks can make all the difference. When you get intentional, put it on your calendar, guys, Hey, pick the place, you know, grab the food, d- d- take action in that area. Allow your wife to just not have to even think about it. Believe me, every time I've done that, there's a bonus at the end because Elisa is not honestly having to think about who is gonna who's gonna take care of the kids, where are we gonna eat, what am I eating, what do we? It's just like, hey, hun, I'm gonna just take care of this for you. Let's roll. Mm-hmm. And I love those dates. Just as a side note, I do love them. Mm-hmm. And finally, if your spouse is expressing a desire for you to get help, be it coaching, counseling, therapy, or something else do so, right? It doesn't mean that you're broken or you're weak or you're inferior. All it means is that something isn't working, mm-hmm. right? Like if we had a flat tire on our car, think about that. If your car had a flat tire, are you going to keep driving on the flat tire? No, you're going to fix the flat tire. It doesn't mean you toss out the car. It just means you need to fix what's not working. And your marriage is so much more important than the flat tire on the car. You've heard me talk throughout this particular show on all of these different coaching clients that I've gotten and the breakthrough that they've had and the situations that they face. And maybe now it's your turn, Mm. right? Maybe now you're like, okay, that's us. And we need to do this. And if that's you, then go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash coaching. Here's the thing. If your spouse is saying this to you and Tony said it a few minutes ago, you don't know how much time you have, right? And he talked about your spouse dying. I would actually say you don't know how much time you have until your spouse gives up. Wow. You don't know. So don't wait to take the action and find out that you took action too late. Do it now to have the extraordinary marriage that the two of you desire. Yeah, you guys, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. Like when you hear those words, it could be gut wrenching and yet you don't have to, you guys are part of the one family. You guys are here. You're listening. The key is you now need to be intentional. You need to take action and you need to go, what can I do? So that way we can move past where we are today to greener pastures together, together. That's the key, like holding hand in hand and going, we got this. So don't, don't let it stop you. Don't let anything stop you from what's ahead in your marriage, because believe me, from a couple who, who has gone and looked at divorce twice, who's, who's faced massive amounts of debt at that time when we, when we were in our early 20 or late twenties, you know, losing a child, we can tell you truthfully that if you guys press in, realize what's happening, you guys can have the extraordinary marriage. We love you guys. We're excited for what's ahead in your lives and in your marriage. Come on. You got breakthrough. Love you guys. Take care. God bless. And we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.